Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. In New York City, everyone knows there are five boroughs, Staten Island, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, and the Bronx. There are also three zones, A, B, and C. Zone A is the mandatory evacuation zone in the case of storm or flood. Zones B and C are more safe. Everyone in New York and New Jersey and up and down Long Island has a new realization of how their identity relates as much to what zone they are in, their proximity and vulnerability to the waters all around us, since Sandy came calling a year ago. But the people of the Rockaways in Queens have always understood their proximity to the ocean. Sandy brought tragic devastation to the vulnerable Rockaways a year ago, a devastation still evident on the streets and in the hearts of residents, including Takeaway senior producer Jen Poyant. Jen explains that for her and for so many residents, a year later, so many are still waiting to get on with their lives. They're either waiting to get back in their homes still, or they're waiting for money, or they're waiting for their community in general to recover in very specific ways. And as they wait, the memories of the storm still fresh. Tell me about Steiny Ludford. So Steiny is a renter in Rockaway, and he lives on the first floor of an apartment, and he spent this storm trying to survive. I have to secure myself now, so I go to higher ground to stand on some a chair, a little while by the water keep rising, and I rise to my feet. I put something again and stand up, I get a higher level. It comes above that. And now it goes up to my chest. And when I looked through this window, I saw that the water, like we're in the middle of the ocean. The whole place was surrounding like that. And I hear the water knocking on the door and banging and people screaming and crying out, help me and all that around me. But there's nothing I could do because I'm trying to survive myself. Steiny Ludford standing on his furniture in the middle of a house that's in the middle, literally, of the ocean. What's he waiting for today? He's waiting for one of his closest friends to be able to move back into her home. She's waiting for permits to raise her house. She's also fighting foreclosure. And to see them walk up the steps of her home every week, they just both look exhausted. Tell me the story of uh, Indiana, who in, in some ways is the person who is closest to your experience of the storm and closest to you in the neighborhood. Right. So the neighbor directly across the street from my house is a 74-year-old woman, Indiana Koenig, and she managed to survive the entire storm and the aftermath with no heat for months after the storm. And here's her experience of Hurricane Sandy. Could you see the water coming? Yes, I was on the balcony. The bay was fighting the water like this. And all I'm saying, Lord, save me. Save me, Lord. Don't let the house go. And that faith of your neighbor, Indiana, was tested all year long. She eventually lost that house. She did, but not to Sandy necessarily. We don't know for sure, but she got through the entire winter, no heat. She would cook her bath water on a little gas camping stove out on her front porch And once the spring came and things warmed up and she didn't have to worry about surviving the winter alone in that house, uh, her house burned down. She has a lot of faith, and I think that's why she has managed to survive. But she's waiting, too. She's waiting to go back home. 
the idea of a hardware store in uh, in the Rockaways, particularly with so much work being done on so many properties, is the irony in this story. Um, tell me about Liz Hanna. Liz uh, has been working in this hardware store that her family owns and founded 40 years ago. Her father founded it uh, for her entire life. And once they got their store up and running again, she had to listen to the stories of person after person, customer after customer. It, it became a beacon where people could, you know, come get hardware that they needed to to start even attempting to repair their homes. Uh, meanwhile, she was trying to repair something that was incredibly dear to her family. You know, my father passed away 17 years ago, but it's something he put so much blood, sweat, and tears into. And a lot of these fixtures and displays, like, they were all things he built by hand, like all the... But a lot of these were down below the waterline. And, you know, like I had to throw all of them out. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. It was as if somebody died. What's Liz Hanna waiting for now? Money. The damages to her business were close to half a million dollars. She so far got a $25,000 low interest loan from the city. And then two grants, one for $5,000 and one for $10,000. So you're talking a tiny drop in the bucket compared to the losses that she incurred. And she's just not sure this, the business is actually going to survive. This is a business that is a cornerstone of the Rockaway community. Tell me about um, Claire and Jeremy Jones, who, uh, you know, their permit story, their their paperwork story is maybe one of the most disheartening. It's so frustrating for them. I don't know how they've managed to do it. After the storm, their house was completely inundated uh, during the storm and they left uh, for Brooklyn They've been waiting to essentially knock their house down. They're going to have to raise it, which is a big uh, process for the city right now to encourage people to raise their homes, and they're finding it extremely difficult to make it happen. And as they go through the process, they're essentially homeless. To come back and see this neighborhood, I feel like I'm losing touch with this place, and especially with the weather. You know, it's like, oh, it's windy outside. But when I'm home, I know which way the wind's blowing. I know what it is doing to the ocean. Uh, I go outside to take the trash out and I see the moon. Those little things that you start to miss, you know. It is. It's very, I mean, Brooklyn's fine. You know, it's, everything there is fine. Here is not fine. And I do miss it. That interview, John, was in December. When I talked to them, they expected to be back in their new home by May. It's taking so long to even just get the demolition permit uh, from the Department of Buildings to even start knocking the house down, much less building, that they're going to have to move back to Brooklyn instead of, you know, spending the year trying to restart their home. And in the meantime, all of those qualities of the Rockaways, the living on the edge of the ocean, seeing the beauty, the clouds, the breezes are taken from them. They, they, they aren't things that they can enjoy. Um, in some senses, the story of Sandy for you that beauty of the Rockaways turning on you? Yes, but there's also such a beauty in seeing neighbors come together. I didn't know Indiana before the storm, and we're close now. We're, we're friends, and we rely on each other as neighbors. And, of course, the raw beauty of living by the ocean, yes, it did turn on us temporarily. But I think the question is, how long does it take for that to come back, and then aren't you stronger after for how close we all became in the process. Are you stronger? I'm getting stronger. I think I was weaker for a long time for it, too. 
Starting tomorrow, you can hear extended interviews that senior producer Jen Poyant and photographer Susanna Ray conducted with residents of the Rockaways, along with accompanying photos in a project featured at the Museum of the City of New York. You can also see them at thetakeaway.org.